Hello, and welcome to Assured by Grace. I'm your host, Danny Woodward, and again, I'm joined by my co-host, Phil Congdon. And Phil, um, today's topic is is going to be a bit of a seriousness mm. in nature. We had the, the sad reality of another major shooting uh, to have occurred yesterday in the town of Uvalde, uh, not too far from where we sit right here. And Phil, we, we both know somebody in our church that has been affected by this. Yeah. And e even if we didn't, just just watching the news, seeing the the devastation that has been wrought in that community, the loss of life of, of all those innocent young children, yeah. it's crushing. It's crushing. And it, uh, I tell you, man, it happened yesterday. I, tucking my kids into bed I just I just hugged them a little tighter and but today we want to talk about this not not from a perspective of, of you know attempting to solve this loophole in a system that that uh, allows things like this to happen but from a little bit of a different perspective and can you kind of take us through uh, what you see in, in this, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand, Phil, and you mentioned that you see this as a result of some increasing evil in our society. Well, is it obviously evil has existed since the fall in the garden. And so we haven't discovered evil. We haven't discovered sin, but it is true. We sure all know. We, we can see it. Uh, this is the third mass shooting in a month, uh, uh, the, the, the shooting in uh, new york at a grocery store i believe yeah shooting in yeah. california at a church and now a shooting here in texas at a school uh, and in uh in these situations uh it, it's first of all we need to admit this is this is sin this is evil it's not new we've we've had sin we've had evil and it's been atrocious. Uh, and if we wanted to go back and talk about atrocities, we can find thousands and thousands of atrocities, brutal killings, senseless killings. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we're not trying to compare or something here. The pain that we feel right now, and it's so deep, is because it's like, an open wound has been scratched again, and we hate it. I happen to believe that's that's not a a bad thing that we are aware of that wound. The problem that we have is that we always are thinking we can solve our problems, and a lot of people are are angry right now. They they're mostly politicians. Uh, some might say the lowest form of human life uh, because all they do is they rush to tell you how if only they had been in power and everything they wanted had been passed, then this would never have happened. And that lunacy is the is part of the, the problem that we have. We need to respond to this 
as believers in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. Um, I open my Bible um, to 1 John 5.19. This is a good place for us to start our discussion. Okay. We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. What God saves, what God transforms, God resolves, takes care of a problem of sin. I, uh, I'm not saying that Christians don't sin. I'm saying that God is in the process or in the business of fixing the problem of sin and doing everything he can to fix it. But the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And so when it, it would be like some two men who are falling off of a cliff and one of them reaches out to be saved by the other one, it isn't going to help him at all. And when we try to resolve our own problems, what we have is a fallen humanity trying to reach out and fix fallen humanity. You can't do it. We are both utterly lost. We're all utterly lost. And what we saw in Uvalde yesterday was just a gaping open wound. And when we look at it, what we see is this evil, this cancer of sin, and we want to solve that problem. And, of course, what we've heard in the last 24 hours has been a litany of self-righteous indignation, accusing people, politicians of, of a different party or persuasion, or, I suppose, accusing any number of different groups of being culpable for this. But we better look deeper because that's where the real problem here lies. The whole world lies in the power of the evil one. That's the issue. Yeah, Phil, and you know, I mean, just but just seeing what happened, there's something about you know, you mentioned the, the, what happened in Buffalo. That was horrendous. What happened in California uh, not too long ago at the, the Taiwanese church that was attacked, that yeah. was horrendous. Yeah. But man, there's just something so visceral. Yeah. And, 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 and it's just a kick in the gut to, to hear all those babies that, yeah, that were innocent, that have lost their lives. And, and so, you know... As we're talking about this, I, I just want to emphasize that our prayers are going out to those families that are dealing with this right now. I can't imagine the the hurt that that they're going through. I, I know it's it's very t- very tough for them, and so. But there's also something that that we want to encourage everybody that's kind of centered on this to yeah. do, and that's that's to to. To not ignore this this incident, but but to to use it in a in a way that's appropriate to draw yes. close to God, draw close to God in in, the, in these types of yeah. times. Um, 
but to to kind of pivot here, Bill, <laughs> you know, you mentioned that what caused this is is from a sinful place, right? And yeah, sinful world, sinful right. world. But it's also on a uh, and and you know when you when you said that the the knee jerk reaction is to play the blame game mm-hmm. to yeah. to try to think up uh, scenarios where you could potentially prevent something like this from happening. Those are all band aids on a on a gaping wound. Yeah, that band aids on a bullet wound. On a bullet yeah. wound. When when we have to dig a little deeper, are you talking about looking into our own hearts? Yeah. And and where because there's a there's a natural response to something like this where you know, and I feel it too. You you feel very hampered. Like you you just can't do anything about it. You you feel like you want to do something. Yeah, and I agree that, uh, you know, this is why politicians run to the microphones as soon as something like this happens uh, because they want to be seen as trying to do something to eradicate evil. And, uh, okay, I understand that. Uh, But the, the situation that, that they create is worse than the situation that we had because they're not solving a problem. Uh, They're merely propping themselves up as a solution. And sin is, is, uh, we're, we're living in a society where we have welcomed an idea of humanism or relativism and we've rejected the idea of a God and moral truth, true truth. And the result of that is, is that, you know, you can believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe. It doesn't matter. Uh, and it, it, the dominoes start to fall here. And so we live in a, a world now where, as the old saying is, you sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. And we sowed the idea that there is no right or wrong. There is no absolute right or wrong. And tragically, by embracing this, we come to a place where we watch what happened yesterday and we recoil and we say, yes, there is wrong. Right. Right. But that flies in the face of our whole philosophy that there is no right or wrong. And let me just let me just peel away if we can a facade here. Uh, we have sort of uh, we have camouflaged a real problem of of sin that is much greater than what we saw yesterday, every day. Every day in America, we're willfully, for profit, putting to death human beings. Their body parts are being used. This is abortion. It is happening in America. When you, on one hand, allow murder, and on another hand, you try to feign that you're 
terribly upset about murder. There's an incongruity. This 18-year-old young man who committed this atrocity yesterday is living in a world that is utterly rent apart from the inside because of our lack of a moral foundation. And that's horrible. What he did is senseless, makes no sense. But a solution that doesn't go to that heart is not a solution. Uh, the idea of the Band-Aid on a bullet wound or something like that. We are here to proclaim that Jesus Christ is the solution that is not uh, some religious mumbo-jumbo. This is the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Scripture says that all have sinned, and then that God demonstrates his love for us, and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Now we have a solution to our sin problem. And if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creation. Old things are passed away. New things have come. But you cannot simply say to God, no, we don't want you. But we want to have a solution to this problem of sin. That, that's just a, that's nonsense. And we have embraced, uh, we have embraced an idea that we can fix our world on our own. Um, we don't need a God. We don't need a Savior. No, we can do it ourselves. And that is where Christianity sets itself apart. We recognize the evil that is in the heart of men, in my heart, in your heart. Absolutely. Our hearts are desperately wicked. We can't even know it. So what have we come to do? We've come to recognize that we need a Savior. Now, that's a message for everybody in the world. I wish it could bring back those 20 people who had their lives taken yesterday. It can't. My heart grieves. I had a younger brother when I was uh, 15, 14 or 15 years old who passed away. Just a very young boy. Uh, it was due to a tragic accident. But it left a a gaping hole in my heart. And it was a struggle for years. And I know that those who have lost precious young lives have just a, an empty scream, a cry. And we were just talking with a woman here in the church whose cousin's granddaughter was killed yesterday. And it breaks her heart. These are times not to run from God, 
or to try to fix our problems ourselves. But to kneel before the one person who can save us from this hopeless, depraved world, and that is Jesus Christ. So that's where that's where we're at. Yeah, and Bill, I just want to add too, I mean that as people are looking at this, as you're you're seeing it, go back to the fact that you, you feel this need to, to take some type of an action. You 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 don't want to see this happen again. But guys, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you know that things are not going to get better. Uh, he's coming back for us someday. And and we that's what we trust in. That's what we're looking forward to. But this notion that somehow we're gonna we're gonna go out and, and claim society for Christ and that, that's going to turn the the geopolitical stratum yeah. in a different direction is yeah. that's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about on a personal level. Yeah. Or anybody who's out there who who's in the within the sound of our voice we're talking about how Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with you and if you are a believer and 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 this has jarred you to the to the core it we're we're encouraging you to take a closer look at your bible at at the person of Christ at somebody who can be there for you even in situations like this and uh and to lean in on him and mm. and to trust him to get you through these times that's a really good word uh danny um i i want to say something to those who are listening and uh, you know you don't you don't really have any relationship with the lord or maybe you're you've thought about it some or maybe you've dabbled in religion or something like that uh, but the solution that that we're offering here is a very personal thing. It's not, let's fix America or let's fix our world. According to scripture, that day will come. According to scripture, that day will come when Jesus Christ returns to reign. And you can read and you can uh, digest that if you want to. Uh, You can read it um, in a number of places. In Scripture, Jesus Himself spoke about it uh, near the end of His life in Matthew 24 and 25. The Old Testament prophet Daniel, the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel, the Old Testament prophet Zechariah, uh, these prophets and others talked about this time when the Messiah would return. And of course, the book of Revelation uh, gives some details about it. You can digest that. But let's back up, let's come back from that future day right now today as evangelist Luis Palau put it God has no grandchildren you don't come to God via the church you don't come by following some creed or going to a temple or or following some ordinances or something no that's all man stuff okay but God wants a relationship with you. And that relationship is established not on the basis of doing works, not doing something that's going to make you acceptable. 
but a recognition that you're not acceptable. Mm. It is to the one who knows, recognizes that he is a sinner. Okay? That's the one. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It's according to his mercy. God does not need me. God loves me. God does not have to try to woo you or somebody else in order to to win a, a political contest or to get enough people to follow him. It's a, it's a heart of love. That's why he woos yes. you. He yes. loves you. That's why he sent his son. And therefore, Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He paid the price for us. He suffered and died for us. And here we're looking at, uh, in the last month, these three mass killings. We can look at the scourge of abortion that is in our land. We can look at wars and brutality going on all around the world every day. And we can cry out. We can't fix it. But then we can look to Jesus personally Mm -hmm. and say, there is my solution for my sin. And that's where fixing the world one person at a time starts. It's amazing to me that you, you look at it from this biblical perspective, and it's so upside down from, from the world's reaction. I mean, we just you, you look on any, any news coverage of this incident right now, and you're going to see you know, the talking heads planning out, arguing over the best course of action to take as a society as a whole to fix or prevent this problem. When in reality, when you go to the Bible, you look at what Christ is asking for us to do. It's a personal level. It's looking inward, each of us looking inward and and, and living our life for Jesus. Man, that's it's so powerful, Phil. We just, uh, I'll close with this, and then I think we ought to close just with a prayer for the families, uh, loved ones. But, uh, you know, the simplest statement in all the Bible, I think, for any person to, to recognize is what the Apostle Peter, excuse me, the Apostle Paul, how do you like that? I got the wrong one. Apostle Paul in the Philippian jail, when he was asked by the jailer, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And if right now you're thinking that's too easy, that's too cheap, that that's not going to fix anything, all I can say is examine the evidence. We have a world today where men are doing everything they can fix this world and politicians are shouting and people on the media are screaming about what needs to be done and yet everywhere we look we see evil we see sin isn't it time maybe to give God a second chance a second look and consider what Jesus did for you Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. And let's pray for those families. Heavenly Father, uh, we are our hearts 
uh, can hardly imagine the the utter grief and emptiness and hopelessness that there are in so many families in Uvalde and for that matter across Texas and across this country. This is not the the only mass killing this month and furthermore in addition to the the mass killings as we call them lord there have been hundreds of others who have lost loved ones senselessly because of uh, the violence and the evil that there is rampant in our society oh lord our hearts really cry out for a fix to this. And when they do cry out, Lord, we turn to Jesus Christ, the one who gave his life so that we could be saved from the results of sin and uh, the ultimate result of sin, being separated from you forever. And so, Lord, this is this is a time for us to support and care for uh, and pray for these uh, people who have lost loved ones. And at the same time, it's a time for us to call out to you and say, Lord, please make yourself um, a very uh, apparent to those who are hurting that they will reach out to you, O God, and that they will find in you the answer to their need in this time. Thank you for always caring for us, for never leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Phil.